Welcome to a well of being. Well, press start. Search the menu. Pick the new game or continue. Playing difficulties that make you put down your teeth. This ain't that Final Fantasy 9 from years ago. Consoles from the next generation. Steady race and boost the frame rate. Go and get your payday. Peace and blessings once again, tribe. It's your boy, Mr. Wild and Free. Back with another episode of A Well of Being. On today's episode, we will dive a bit further into the blockchain talks and give some example use cases and ideas, as well as discuss the current trends of how things are going with the implementation of this technology. My goal is to reinforce the importance of the previous episode while also helping us get a little more familiar with this very important innovation. Now, I hope even if you're not tech savvy or familiar with this, that you will still listen because there's still value to be gained here. Right off the bat, I'm going to go ahead and read off a list of terms or acronyms that might come up as you familiarize yourself with the blockchain ecosystem. And this list is actually something that I found on the Black Crypto's Instagram. So shout out to them for providing that list. But let's get into it. <laughs> so let's start with ICO. ICO is just an initial coin offering. It's a type of crowdfunding. Think of an ICO as an IPO, which is an initial public offering of a company's stock. And then you have fiat. Fiat is just a government-issued currency, such as the U.S. dollar. Market cap is the total supply times, like multiplied by, the current price point of any particular cryptocurrency. And total supply meaning how much of this cryptocurrency actually exists because the creators of these cryptocurrencies can set a definitive amount or they can allow that number to grow. Something like fiat currencies do today, how with the US dollar they can print new money. Some cryptocurrencies don't allow that in their protocol. Like Bitcoin has a finite amount that will ever be in circulation. Cold storage. This term is referring to cryptocurrency stored in a paper wallet or hardware offline. So they have these little flash drive-like devices. There's a couple of different brands now, but one that you may or may not be familiar with is the Ledger Nano S. Uh, they have a couple of different models as well, but essentially you can store your cryptocurrencies on these hardware offline wallets to secure them from digital attacks or just from storing them on an exchange. An exchange is a platform where you can go to buy, sell, and you know trade cryptocurrencies. Uh, think Coinbase or Binance. Those are cryptocurrency exchange platforms. And it's not good to save and store your money on those platforms 
if you're, you know, investing long term and you have like a lot of money on there because, you know, you're just putting it at jeopardy. Then you have ROI, which is a return on an investment. Most of you all who are familiar with finances and investment would know that term already. A fork is when a blockchain splits into two separate chains. This is something that occurs because not all, most blockchains are built on this premise of decentralization. Decentralization is the transfer of control of an activity or of an organization to several local offices or authorities rather than one single entity. In regards to blockchain, it's referring to the nodes. How many points does the power move through? How many points does the information move through? or exist on. So within a blockchain, a decentralized ledger, the information that is being stored is being stored at multiple points. That's what it means by decentralization. And a node on that decentralized network can be formed just by being a stakeholder of a particular coin. But that can depend on various factors, right? How the cryptocurrency was generated, how the developers programmed it to operate, and whether or not that cryptocurrency was meant to be decentralized at all, because it is possible to still have a cryptocurrency that is centralized. Nevertheless, you can have stake in a cryptocurrency or in a blockchain, and that would make you a node on this decentralized network. A fork happens when stakeholders have different opinions. And they say, well, we want the platform or the the cryptocurrency to move in this direction. And others say something else. Well, rather than it just having either or as an option, a fork happens when both options come to fruition. It's like, okay, you know what? Y'all can do it this way and we'll do it that way. And we'll just create a fork in that chain which will create two separate chains, but from the same origin. Now, FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It's just something that you might hear. And that is often in reference to propaganda to lower the price of a cryptocurrency because of, you know, investment opportunities and things of that nature. Then you also have ATH, which is an all-time high. And this is the highest price a coin has ever been. And then lastly, a nice humorous one, if you've ever seen HODL, (laughs) H-O-D-L, that is just uh, a misspelling of the word hold. Uh, Someone misspelled hold in a forum and it went viral. Uh, and, And hold in this particular case is in reference to holding on to the cryptocurrency that you purchased for long term to see the capital gains that will come back on that, your return on investment. So those are just the definitions real quick. I wanted to kind of run through those and get those out of the way so you can familiarize yourself with those terms as you move through the blockchain community and start to learn more about this technology. Now, where are we today in 2020 
with blockchain. Well, let's talk about some of the trends. We'll go over them very lightly here. Some of these are coming from a couple of articles, which I will link in the show notes, of course. One of which is Delawit's Blockchain Trend 2020 report. Now, the trends. Right off the bat, the hype is over, right? Blockchain tech is moving away from early experimental projects and into large-scale enterprise solutions. So this is a good sign that blockchain is here to stay. Blockchain developers are becoming high demand. And that will lead to high paying salary positions for many of you all who jump on the bandwagon now. Start learning those blockchain development coding languages, uh, Solidity, Truffle, you know, Ethereum, JavaScript, you know, is a nice starting point. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start learning JavaScript first just to just to be privy of these things. I like to know and I may not pursue a whole career in that, but I would like to know personally. But moving right along, blockchain interoperability. So for those who are unfamiliar with the space, you have all of these different cryptocurrencies and all of these different blockchain projects. And one of the initial issues that came about is like, how do we make all of these different projects play well together? So blockchain interoperability uh, is a space that new technologies are, are coming out in to let blockchain tech work well together and with platforms outside of the blockchain space. Think of APIs built specifically for integrations with blockchain. And again, for those who aren't unfamiliar, an API is basically a set of functions and procedures that allow for the creation of applications that access the features or data sets of an operating system, application, or other service, right? So it's just like a connector between two different pieces of software. Now, Chainlink and Hyperledger are two of the names in this space of developing that interoperability between the various blockchain projects as well as other platforms and applications. Another trend is law integration into smart contracts. This is something that I referred to on the last episode of how lawyers and the legal space will have to really jump on top of these smart contracts and understanding this technology so that they can at least still give the best legal advice on how to implement these resources, these applications, these tools, these smart contracts into your business. That way there's this mutual benefit between the consumers, the blockchain community, and the legal industry, rather than it being something like the smart contracts just wiping out all legal jobs. Like, that's not very practical anyway. I don't think that that would happen. But we will see a decrease in the need for lawyer duties and arbitration. Now, another trend is federated blockchains. A federated blockchain is a private and permissioned blockchain where entities become 
members of the network by way of voting prior to approval. Federated blockchains are something that came about to kind of help the experience of traditional legacy hierarchies and structures operate and receive the benefits of the blockchain without compromising their current structure. This may be because they have trade secrets or data privacy concerns with getting all of their company's information spread out across their entire administration. So this will be helpful for those who have a particular suite. Maybe it's your C-suite or, you know, an executive board that has to maintain a balance or maintain the data privacy and trade secrets of the organization while still operating with the rest of the administration and your organization, the people on your staff, etc. So that's what federated blockchains will help with. And that is a new trend that's kind of coming about to merge these two worlds together. Now, there are also new attempts to legalize crypto. Think of this on a national scale. Think China, the UK, etc. This is also another great sign that the blockchain technology is here to stay. Another trend is blockchain as a service. So don't freak out if you're not a blockchain expert yourself. I'm sure you can find someone that will help you with that as a service. Or you might be able to utilize a blockchain platform the same way we use subscriptions as a service nowadays. If you're familiar with Adobe products, right? You have the whole Creative Cloud suite of applications that lets you create and produce content for other endeavors, right? Or for your particular endeavor. So that's an example. In the future, very soon, we will see these blockchains as a service manifest that we can take advantage of. Another trend is blockchain integration into government agencies. So there is a potential that you can still dive into this blockchain developer world or start learning about the blockchain space. And if you want a government job, there will still be something like that available for you. And it is also something that the blockchain community may not really be so excited about. But at the same time, again, it's like a compromise between these two merging worlds. You have the traditional old legacy paradigm, and then you have this new age, technological, highly innovative paradigm coming into existence. And there are certain things about the legacy infrastructure that may or may not have worked. There are certain things about the people in today's society that want to still utilize the vehicles put in place by these legacy infrastructures. And on a broad scale, there are people that still benefit from those legacy infrastructures. So having something where you see those legacy traditional models adopting some of the principles and implementing some of the benefits from these new technologies, hey, at best you can say progress is being made. And the last trend that I want to mention is the higher adoption rate across industries. So you will start to hear and see blockchain 
in many different industries. Like I'm talking the music industry. I'm talking supply chain management. I'm talking the financial industry. I'm talking the construction industry. Many different industries will start to implement blockchain technology because of the benefits that can be applied to their particular use cases. So speaking of benefits, let's go ahead and talk about just a few of the impacts and benefits of the blockchain technology for these businesses. One of the things that blockchain does really well is it helps to prevent data loss. The blockchain is really resilient to data loss. So securing company information or user information or having redundancies of that information made available so that the information is not completely lost due to a server going out or something of that capacity, there is a better chance of securing that data with the blockchain. Another one of those benefits is the certainty and trust that comes with utilizing smart contracts via the blockchain. I mentioned supply chains before. Supply chain management will definitely benefit and is definitely benefiting from integrating blockchain technologies due to it helping to ensure the quality and legitimacy of the goods that they are providing and most especially keeping it traceable during transfer, reducing counterfeit goods and helping to ensure and enhance transparency between the supplier and the buyer and the consumer. Now, I also think it's worth mentioning some of the drawbacks of the blockchain technology. Privacy and anonymity. The blockchain is a digital distributed immutable ledger, which means it can't be changed and you can't destroy one node and get rid of all of the information. It's everywhere that the cryptocurrency exists. The data that is stored on these blockchains are not necessarily viewable to the users, right? Let's say you and I both exist on a blockchain network because you own a stake in this crypto and I own a stake in that same crypto. The data that we secured with that is viewable to the miners. The miners are those who cryptographically secure the block to ensure the operation of the cryptocurrency network or the blockchain. So the miners can view the data that is being stored on that blockchain. If that is an issue for your business and your operations, then the privacy and anonymity of the work you are doing is at jeopardy. So that is one of the concerns of utilizing the blockchain. Another would be that there will be a compromise between what blockchain tech is capable of and what is allowed to come into fruition. Again, I mentioned legacy and traditional government agencies that simply won't allow certain things that the blockchain could manifest. That is a compromise that we will really have to live with as we move forward. Now, there will be those who try to subvert the system and create a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, 
and a cryptocurrency that exists completely outside of fiat currencies. However, depending on the scale of that organization and the threat that they may put in place to the legacy infrastructure and the system, the likelihood of them surviving and thriving decreases. So that's something for us to be aware of, right? The compromise between what blockchain tech is capable of and what will be allowed. Another one of those drawbacks is that most blockchain startups will fail. Like many other, like when the internet era started booming, a lot of those early adopters and a lot of those early developers were trying something new and they saw the benefit and the potential of the internet However, a lot of them failed. <laughs> a lot of them failed. So be aware of that. Be mindful of that. If you're getting into the blockchain development space and you're looking to create something new and unique utilizing blockchain technologies, do your research. Get to know what platforms are already out there because there are a ton. Get to know what made some of those platforms fail get to know what would make a successful blockchain company and then start your idea. <laughs> Don't start thinking of ideas first and then try to run with it without any type of context to the industry you're getting yourself involved in. And when I say do research, do tons of research because there's so many different, you know, forums and subreddits and conversations, tweet threads. There's so much going on around the blockchain space and the things that are in development. And there's some really awesome ideas and companies being formed and getting ready to do something incredible. And you might find their Twitter page and they might only have like 300 followers, 150 followers or something like that. You might find an independent developer or a handful of developers that's like two or three people deep in in the process, but they've got an incredible idea and they're not sharing too, too much on it, but there's just enough traces of it on their social media feeds or on their landing page for their website. You might have a little sign-up form and it may not have come to existence just yet, but it would be worth you monitoring. So be aware of that. Do your research. Try to make sense of the industry before you come up with any new ideas or, you know, think you're coming up with any new ideas. And then really hone in on something that with the knowledge of the industry and what the trends are for the companies that do succeed, be mindful of that. Do your research and also know that you don't have to start your own blockchain development company or anything of that capacity, right? Just knowing this is beneficial. It's useful for all of the opportunities that will come our way with the implementation of these blockchain technologies. And you may even, again, you may find a job in the blockchain space for many of the companies that you're already looking at. So if this particular innovation intrigues you, then by all means, tap into it. See how you can do what you love while incorporating some of this blockchain technology. And the last drawback that I want to mention is 
Contrary to wishful thinking, it is not the cure-all for all tech problems, right? The blockchain should only really be considered where it makes sense. Don't try to implement a new feature or a new innovation in your business just for the sake of it being new and trendy as far as incorporating blockchain. If you choose to get familiar with the space and with the technology, you'll recognize what the limitations are and where traditional tech solutions will suffice. Okay, so I feel like I said a lot. I went on for quite a while on this episode. If this feels too technical for you, know that you do not have to do all of this alone. The main benefit I see from blockchain and smart contracts is in fact its ability to empower collaboration when done right. So if you see how these use cases would benefit you, but you are not tech savvy, start leveraging your skills and capital to barter, partner with, or compensate and collaborate with someone who is capable of blockchain development. It is helpful, though, to understand the jargon, the the terminology and the words and the workflows. Even if you're not a professional, being familiar with it will help you communicate with the professionals in that space. So that's that on that. We talked about the trends of blockchain. We talked about the drawbacks and the impacts and benefits. We we went over some of the definitions and the terms that might be useful for you when researching this information, this topic. Again, overall, I really just wanted to reinforce the importance of the blockchain technology and the message that I was delivering in my previous episode. So for my black people, we have to start looking at the technological innovations that we implement into our systems to empower the black economy. We don't have to do this in a selfish way. We don't have to do this in a way that is fueling separation. We can do this in a way that the same way that you do for yourself. I've talked about filling your own cup first, right? As an individual, you must fill your own cup first before you can help anyone else. And once your cup begins to overflow, then you can be of service to others. Then you can help others. Then you can be of benefit to others. In that same way, we as the black community have been pouring from an empty cup into everyone else. When it comes to the dollar, when it comes to our technology, when it comes to the things that we've been doing, Utilizing the blockchain technology can help us to fill our cup as a community to reinforce economic wealth for the black people in America or around the globe and around the globe. So that's that on that. I would like to leave you with this one question. How will you take advantage of the future and empower your endeavors, and your community. If you're digging the podcast and enjoying these deep dives, it would mean the world to me if you subscribed 
by sending an email to well at bcast.email. That's well with three L's at bcast.email. Of course, you can just subscribe on your favorite platform, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or Amazon Podcast or wherever you're listening to this. Hit that subscribe button. Get notified for when the next episodes are coming out. If you are already subscribed, I appreciate you. You are an excellent human being. You're living life well. <laughs> of course, you can always follow the Instagram pages. My personal Instagram is at mrwildeatandfree. And you can catch up on all of the antics there. Because I, I, do, I do this music thing, y'all. You know, you're hearing the music during the intro and the outro. I, I, I serve some fire bars, man. I'm telling you, I, I do the lyric thing because I love it, and it is my it is a passion of mine. Just like me sharing this knowledge, and music is just another vehicle for me to share my knowledge and my insights. So check out that, and check out the the Instagram page for the podcast, which I am working to develop a little more. And the podcast Instagram page is a well of being that's a well with three l's of being a well of being most especially i'm speaking into existence for you the listener patience willingness understanding discernment creativity ingenuity tenacity drive, exuberance, deliberate intention, curiosity, and then some. All all the good stuff. (laughs) Well, peace and blessings, you all. Until next time. That make you put down your teeth This ain't that Final Fantasy 9 from years ago Consoles from the next generation Steady racing, boost the frame rate Go and get your payday Esports ain't no short form of entertainment Amazing how colleges embrace it But well wait, back in my day I skipped school to play sick Just to control Kratos with the flame spin In middle school the teacher swiped my Game Boy When some badass kids stole it out his desk He couldn't pay for it, never tried to It was silver, I was blue Pokemon and Golden Sun On and on and on and on Playing versus matches with my sister and Tascan Soul Calibur Kila Cat, my favorite weapon Nowadays on PS4, I slice them up in Sekiro Devil may cry, but the style is impeccable Super Smash Brothers, when my brother bring the switch through PS5 next up on the menu <laughs>